0: Robert Finlayson reporting from the 25th Conference of Parties to the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change in Madrid, Spain. I'm talking now with Andrew McCullis, who's the Brazil Country Coordinator and Lead Scientist for World Agroforestry, ICRAF. Andrew, what's your main message for COP25 and for the world?
1: Well, my main message is that agroforestry can really be a solution for reconciling conservation, mitigation, climate change mitigation goals with uh, social goals, with livelihoods. That agroforestry can really be a way forward for tackling the climate crisis that we're facing at the moment because the on how you manage it an agroforestry can actually uh, cycle nutrients and can store as much carbon as, uh, as a natural forest so I think the key to upscaling agroforestry and to tackling the whole climate crisis really is getting people involved in restoring degraded areas it's really the human component where agroforestry comes into play
0: I understand you've also been doing some unique work on oil palm agroforestry in Brazil.
1: Yes, that's right. We have uh, been working on a project in partnership with Natura, a cosmetics company, and Embrapa, and uh, Canta, a a cooperative of farmers in northeast Pará, that's in the eastern Amazon, where we've been developing agroforestry oil palm systems that are basically a combination of oil palm with short cycle crops, with native leguminous crops, with hardwoods, with basically the idea is to bring biodiversity and to bring carbon storage into the plantations of oil palm, not just avoid the negative impact of oil palm that we see throughout the world, in Indonesia and Malaysia, where everybody's really trying to stop oil palm as, as a driver of deforestation and degradation. What we're doing in this project is actually tr- is trying to turn the tide on the whole situation and bring biodiversity and bring conservation into the oil palm plantations through agroforestry.
0: What sort of successes and challenges have you had so far?
1: Well, the main challenge is that this is a quite innovative system. So, like anything, it's, it's more or less like saying uh, let's turn around how farmers plant soybeans because oil palm is similar in that way because it's, it's almost like a, a, it's an oil seed that produces a lot of oil, but it's generally planted in monocrop systems. So, it's really trying to change the mindset of scientists and the industry who are just used to producing in a certain way and uh, opening their, their sort of minds through science and through numbers, showing them that it's actually feasible, it's actually possible for you to intercrop oil palm with other crops. I think that's the main challenge because it's such a deeply rooted mindset around the whole oil palm value chain and that the, everybody believes that you can only do it in this way. I think that's the main challenge. On the other hand, I think what are the, some of the results coming out? The, the systems that we have been developing and co-designing with smallholders, they've been quite successful after two years of establishment. The farmers are, are adopting the systems. generally speaking. Uh, they're managing to produce food um, and, and fruits, uh, short cycle foods such as maize, such as, as beans. Uh, in the same area as the oil palm in the first few years, and then also introducing fruit crops such as native palm called acai, such as cocoa, such as black pepper, in the middle of the systems in the first few years, and at the same time introducing hardwoods and native trees that will comprise the the basic habitat for the biodiversity that will store the carbon over the long run in the future. And so generally, these systems have been quite successful. There's been a lot of interest in trying to replicate these systems, not only in the Eastern Amazon, but elsewhere in other countries, such as Peru, and now beginning Indonesia as well. And do you think you'll be setting up a
0: worldwide network to address this and promote it further?
1: Yes, this is the idea and the next phase, is to really upscale, is to really take the lessons that we're learning from these demonstration sites in Brazil and really take it to other countries, uh, really begin to test what are the best options for the different contexts worldwide, because we know that this is the approach that you need, it's not a one-size-fits-all kind of approach, we don't think that this is uh, necessarily a model that needs to be copied and pasted elsewhere, it needs to be adapted, to Indonesia, to the reality of the smallholders there, to the reality of the smallholders in Peru. And we think that, that by involving scientists and by monitoring and using solid science to really see the, the, the results and the trade-offs of these different options, I think that's when we can really get a lot of uh, steam into this network. Andrew,
0: thank you. And thank you for listening. Stay tuned for the next in our series.